Hi guys, I'm Renee Gracie. I am a former supercar driver from Australia and you are watching Folks Alert on Apple Podcast. Welcome to the Folks Alert Show. My name is Kiko. My guest today is Renee Gracie, former supercar race car, running around the track fast, high speed, 200 miles an hour, race car driver. Renee, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. And listen, um, I guess... Being a race car driver is one way to avoid getting a speeding ticket, huh? <laughs> I've actually been very lucky to never have a speeding ticket. I don't know how, I don't know why. I've just, touch wood, I've just never got one, thank God. <laughs> well, um, well, racing cars, right, is, um, I guess you, you're, one would consider that you being, a, one would say that you're a safe driver. Can we say that? I I get my fix. I think I get my fix on the track. So when I'm not on the track, I'm happy to be responsible. I'm happy to do the speed limit because the weekend before I was going super fast and driving like a maniac. So I feel like when I drive home from a racetrack or the week after racing, I just felt like I didn't really need to go fast because I had already been driving like a lunatic and racing and had the adrenaline pumping. So I feel like I don't need to have it pumping all the time. Gotcha. I want to take you back a little bit. I want to go back because uh, I was sitting here a day ago doing some research for, you know, I know I was going to interview you, right, like a, a few weeks ago. So I was like, okay, well, let me, you know, do some research because obviously I want, I want to be able to ask you questions and I need to get my facts straight in regards to the questions that I'm going to ask you. And I was surprised that to know that, well, you race cars professionally for some time now in Australia. Take me back. What made you want to get involved in racing cars? How, how did that start for you? So, it was a very random thing. Let's just say that when I was about 12 years old, my dad took me go-karting just to a higher go-kart facility where you can just pay $30. You jump in a cart for a couple laps and you hop back out. Um, he took me there. I ended up loving it. I was obsessed with it. We went there initially for one session. Then all of a sudden I did two. Then I did three. Then I did four. Then the next weekend I went back again. Then I started to improve. I started to have people telling me that I was doing better. I was going faster. Uh, and then it got to the point where I had a few people at that facility who were telling me like, hey, you should do this like as a hobby or professionally. Right. You know, you can buy a go-kart and do your own stuff. And then... I managed to convince my dad to get me one for my 13th birthday and it just snowballed into a racing career, basically. <laughs> Do you remember how old you were when you when you started racing? So I got my first go-kart at 13 and I did the first, my first ever go-kart race would have been around 13. Okay. And this all started with a go-kart. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just a little go-kart. <laughs> now... What does it feel like to be in that car? 
going, you know, I, I, I don't know. I guess, what, what are you going, 200 miles an hour? How fast are you going in these cars? So speed-wise, kilometer-wise, <laughs> kilometers an hour, um, the fastest I've ever gone is about 302 kilometers an hour is my fastest ever top speed. Um, but all tracks vary. It honestly doesn't feel that fast when you're in the car because I feel like you, you're in a car, you're so focused on what you're doing. Most of the time you're looking so far ahead, the next corner, sometimes the second or third corner in front of you as far as you can possibly see. So I feel like you're so focused on where you need to go and what you need to do. You're not actually paying attention to how fast things are and how chaotic it may look from the outside. Right. It seems a lot calmer on the inside. Mm. You've you've wrote, you you've raced for Porsche, you did the V8 supercar. Mm -hmm. uh, I I don't know. As I'm seeing you going around the track, I'm like, it seems dangerous. But as you said, sitting in that car for you, you you know, it's it your calm. Things seems normal for you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't look. It looks way faster on the outside, but when you're inside, it's almost you're zen. You're, you're just focused. You're you're in your A game, you know, and everything sort of slows down around you, um, and it really doesn't feel probably as bad as what it looks. You got to be extremely focused and concentrating on what you're doing. One yep. taking your so while you're in that car behind that wheel, you can't be thinking about what you're gonna have for dinner tonight. Or no. did you did you forget to feed the pet? You, you you don't need any distractions, right? No, no distractions. A lot of work goes into mentally preparing yourself as well prior to a race meeting, prior to a whole weekend. So most of the time we get there on a Tuesday, Wednesday, lots of media stuff before we actually get on track on Thursday, Friday. So a lot of stuff goes into preparing for a week. And then once the week is there, you prepare sort of day by day. Every day that comes by, you set some goals in the morning. You sort of really work with your team, got managers, and I have people who I obviously talk to if I needed help with anything mentally, I was struggling, or if I was. Simone was one of the first female driver who they made into a female only team uh mm -hmm. that had to been well it brought you a lot of attention right but you know the pressure of being the first female only team in australia how did you deal with that because you were young back then yeah i was young i think i was about 24 yeah, so I was going to say 22, 23 maybe. I can't quite okay. remember now. So long ago. I'm getting old. Um, I feel like because naturally, as bad as it sounds, everyone just never expects us to have ever done well anyway, regardless. Mm -hmm. We always, being the females, people always like, oh, they'll be lucky if they finish or, oh, they'll crash or whatever. People had such negative comments from the get-go. I feel like we really didn't have that much pressure. Because all we had to do was finish and all we had to do was do our best. And it was probably going to beat a lot of people's expectations. And I think because of that, as bad as it sounds, it made it. Did the best that we could. Did 
everything to the best of everyone's ability, not just the drivers, obviously the mechanics and everybody else who had an involvement in the process just did their absolute best. Um, and yeah, it was a great event. It was obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's gone down in history. No one's ever done it since we've done it all those years ago. And honestly, I don't know if anyone's ever going to do it since. There are currently no females um, racing in the series or the development series for that matter. So um, I definitely think it was an amazing experience and one that, yeah, I can look back on and say it's definitely can thank that experience for everything that I have in my life now. Uh, why you think anyone is, why they haven't put another female team together since you guys have done it? It's extremely difficult for females to be in the sport to start with. It's not a sport that wants to encourage or have females in it. It's extremely old school Australian ways where, you know, men are dominant, men are the masculine ones, females shouldn't be racing cars or most people think there should be a separate female category because they don't want their men to race with them. It's very split down the middle in Australia still. And because of that, it's naturally extremely difficult to break in. There are some teams that are more than happy to have a female driver there are other teams that won't touch a female driver so because of that you're naturally on the back foot to fight that mm -hmm. stigma that everybody has about a female so to get two females at the same time is it's extremely difficult well that's that's unfortunate yeah very uh, <laughs> but nonetheless uh you guys did very well how was your teammate has she what is she doing now since you know you guys are not racing to get any more so she ended up doing a few years in supercars um and then from there she's become a test driver and she's in the formula e indycar sort of space at the moment driving and test driving cool. for team cool. um back to us and europe gotcha gotcha now uh before we move on when you guys raced you guys raced alongside men right mm -hmm. it kind of felt it kind of felt kind of ridiculous to have a female league or a female female shouldn't be racing with men in, in that case we should say that they shouldn't be on the road together right? yeah I like motorsport is one of those sports where it's not like we're running on track we're not running a, a kilometer or we're not doing anything physically You're racing cars. yeah and it's down to the equipment, not not the purse, the driver. Yes, but we can be both as equally capable. It's down to the cars and the equipment, the mechanics and all that sort of stuff that go with it, the engine. And that's what takes away the reason for having to have split categories, because when it really comes down to it, you know, you can have a fit female. We showed that it was more than capable. You can be a very fit female and you can still be extremely competitive. It's actually got nothing to do with the gender. I think it's just a really it's an old school mentality where there's just not enough females in it to even warrant splitting the categories either. And that's probably another reason I'm sure if 50 females rocked up, um, it would be maybe be a bit different and the girls maybe might want to have their own categories, but uh, for, for racing at the moment, there's just not enough females to even want need the categories to be split anyway, as it is. Um, and I think that's, you know, a, a major issue because I feel like people see it and think racing is just for men. People don't see it as it's something that girls can also participate in. Right. Uh, racing. Right. You did well. Okay. I'm, I'm impressed because uh, I don't think I can go around a track 300 miles an hour. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I think it takes a special kind of skills um, and discipline in order to do that. But you made a splash. Like when I was doing the research to even, I know you were coming on, 
and I started looking up. I read a couple articles. There is several articles on you in regards to you making this career switch. <laughs> and I don't know why they're calling you a porn star, adult entity, adult mod. Like you're doing OnlyFans, okay? Yeah. That's that's what you're doing. They, they made it seem like you are this. You switch from being a professional car race, uh, race car driver, to now that you're this adult and adult performer. <laughs> and yeah. you're not. And you're not. <laughs> I know anything to make an article, right? It's listen. I was like, wait a minute. Okay, she. It's doing OnlyFans. Why are they making it into this? Like you're, you know, you're doing adult films. And that's not the case. Yeah. I think in Australia, when I, I sort of announced that I was doing OnlyFans, it was very new in Australia. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people didn't actually have any understanding of what was involved with the platform. It's not obviously until a few years later now when I do get articles written about me, a lot of them do say that I just do OnlyFans. I think in the beginning, it was just more the shock factor that A, I was doing what I was doing, which was OnlyFans, and B, it was so new and so not quite understood yet that people just automatically assumed that it was obviously porn or more heavy in the adult industry than what it actually is. Right. But listen, OnlyFans is like having an Instagram page. Okay, yeah. we can we can agree with that. Everyone Everyone's got an Instagram. Everyone's got an Instagram page and everyone... Well, not everyone, but most people have got an OnlyFans page. And I got your yeah. OnlyFans page up there. Your stuff is, you know, it's pretty artsy. Uh, I had a, a few pictures from you because I know I was going to talk to you. Modeling shots that you did. And I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about the racing. And then and we talked about this in the pre-interview. Your Instagram page got deleted, right? Yes. So <laughs> which leads me to believe do you think it's because people who know you from racing or may have a bone to pick with you are reporting your instagram page because your stuff on instagram when you had an instagram page wasn't that risque it's it's no different from modeling pictures yeah i think i have a lot of people who are still quite offended and upset with my decision choice I think a lot of fans see it maybe as like a disrespectful move to, you know, the racing industry. Um, I obviously had a name for women in motorsport and now I've turned to the adult industry. A lot of people can get offended by that. I think doing what I did, I gained a lot of people who supported me, but I probably have just as many equally who completely disagree with what I do. And that naturally has just a developed hatred towards especially because i'm quite successful on it now um and i think that definitely leads to having a huge volume of people completely just hating everything and anything that i do pretty much okay aside from the only fans uh i mean i know you're in the states now uh visiting how mm-hmm. is aside from the public i should say how is your family has you know accepted you know your transition into starting an OnlyFans so when I started OnlyFans the intention was never to do what I'm doing now it was just to earn a little bit of money I had just moved states back home needed a little bit of cash wanted to start up a business with my sister and thought you know what I just need a little bit of extra money I've heard about people doing this OnlyFans stuff I'll just sell some bikini photos or whatever 
few thousand bucks extra a month and I'd be very happy. Um, so I started the page. I didn't tell my dad at all. I didn't tell anybody that I was doing it. I just simply posted my link on my Instagram and it went crazy in like six Dude, hours. I had like 3,000 listen, people. Listen, listen, stop, stop. <laughs> listen, you, you, you know who you are, right? You, you mm. obviously you have, you know who you are. Okay, you walk around Australia, people know who you are. Okay, yeah, you're a public <laughs> figure. You've been on TV, you've been racing, people know who you are. You had to have known starting an OnlyFans page was going to get you a lot of attention. Maybe not the money, you thought you were going to get a few bucks, but the mm. few bucks turned into a few M's, and mm. this is not, you're making way more money than you were making racing. Yeah, but you've had to yeah. know that we get to the money later. But what I'm saying is, you've had to know. Well, okay, all right, I'm gonna get some attention, but obviously you weren't prepared for the type of attention that you're going to get. Mm -hmm. I just had no idea in my mind. I won't. I my goal was if I could have 500 subscribers, I would be that. I would be stoked. That was my goal in my head. If I could have 500, I'd be really, really happy with 500. If they were all paying at the time, the subscription was a little bit more. So I'm like, you know, that's a thousand dollars a month. And if mm. I sell a picture here or there, I might earn, you know, a little bit more. So in my mind, my absolute happy goal was 500. Um, I, I did not know that it was going to be anywhere near as as big and as popular as what it is. I, I really did not know. I didn't think that people saw me in that way. I just thought I would get a few people who were obsessed with me and my OG followers from go-karting days, you know, might subscribe and give me some money here or there, but I, right. I really, really expected it to be how it was. Your, your father finds out that you got an OnlyFans. What, what, what's the mm. first, do you remember the first thing he said to you? Yeah, so I went down the next morning, walked downstairs and I said, Dad, I've done something. <laughs> I started an OnlyFans. Wait a minute. So, so you were living at home? You were living at home at the time? Yeah. I had just moved back from another state, so I hadn't uh, had nowhere to live. So I was staying at my dad's for a month before I could move into a rental. And um, yeah, I just started it. And yeah, I walked downstairs, and then I just said, Dad, I've done this thing. I started an OnlyFans. Don't ask any questions, but I've just made. Yeah, but he don't know don't what a, he at the time. He don't know what OnlyFans. He's like, okay. He had to agree. He's like, oh, all right, all right. He he didn't know. He literally was just like, okay, what is it? Like, I need to know more questions. And I was like, look, you can't really ask questions. You just need to know that I've like earned all of this money. I just need your help on what to do next. Gotcha. The money changed your life. Yeah. Uh, you had you had success racing cars, mm -hmm. without a doubt. Money was decent, right? Only no, fans. well, I didn't get money from racing cars. Everyone thinks that I did, but I got a lot of jobs from racing cars. So the money was, I was making, a, I was okay. I was, I wouldn't say that I was well off, but I was surviving. You, you were, listen, you were good. You, you're being modest, <laughs> right? You're being modest. Yeah. You, you, you did decent. Sponsor, yeah. you, did, you did decent. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Your father's happy. Mm -hmm. He's got a daughter who's a professional car racer. She's mm -hmm. making a living and she's supporting herself. Anyone would be happy. Mm -hmm. Now that yeah. OnlyFans, only the first check from OnlyFans, what is that? What, when you got that first check from OnlyFans, what was that like? You're like, wait a minute. You, you, you're telling yourself, like, why was I wasting my time in the go-karts and running around the track? Yeah. Tell me about that first check. 
the first check you got from OnlyFans, when you cut the first check, what 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 the first thing came to mind? What were you thinking? Because I thought about doing OnlyFans for so long, I didn't jump on the decision. I probably spent about two or three months making sure that I was 100% confident it was going to be the right decision for me. Mm -hmm. First thought was, why didn't I do this sooner? Why mm. didn't I trust my gut? That was my, that was my absolute first thought. I went to, uh, I, let, let, me, let, let me, in a, in a full disclosure, I went to your OnlyFans page. <laughs> I did. I went, I went, I'm put it up on the screen. I went to your OnlyFans page. Uh, you got a, you got a mean movement on there. Like you, you have, uh, you got a, let me just be very candid. They fuck with you on there. They are yeah. real. They are, they support you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They support you. Yeah, a lot of them are my Australian race car fans and my my OG fans. Some of some of them have they send me photos and signed stuff that all the time that you know from seven eight years ago um, is how long some of them have been following me and supporting me. So I have a lot of like very very long term supporting fans, which is the best thing ever. True. Uh, now you can do a whole lot of other things that. You know, it, it kind of give you real independence. I, I saw a clip of you talking about, you know, for, for I, I think this was for Twitter. Was <laughs> this for Twitter or where the clip that I showed you? What was this for? We showed a clip where you talking about um, the money that you made on OnlyFans and, you know, you your bling life here. Oh, Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat. Yes, Snapchat. My apologies for <laughs> Snapchat. Uh, mm -hmm. This is giving you like real financial freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Life changing sort of stuff. And like I said, completely. Bought a, bought a house, putting <laughs> in a pool. Yeah. I mean, you're importing cars. Mm -hmm. The next question is going to be, I mean, you're doing well on your own. What is the relationship status of you? Currently single. How? <laughs> big house. Big. <laughs> listen, you have the big house. You have the pets. You got everything going on. Why are you single? Uh, by choice. <laughs> I think that's a choice of mine. I was in a relationship at the start of the year, but um, I decided to get out of it because it wasn't for me for exactly that. I'm young. I'm earning good money. I'm independent. I don't want to be held back or held down or have anything or anyone inconvenience me. I just want to do what I want to do while I can. And I just feel like I'm in the prime of my life. So why have anybody else potentially ruin that or get in the way? Do you think, um, no, but on a serious note, I was giving you a hard time, but, but on a serious note, do you think it's possible for a female who is an OnlyFan content creator to have a meaningful relationship with someone and, yeah. and it be okay? Yeah, absolutely. I do. Yeah. I feel like I have more people wanting to, to be with me, date me now because of what I do, because they know that I'm successful. They know that I'm stable. They know that I've got a good job, that it's only online. It's nothing in person. Like it's a safe thing. I bring a lot to the table and I have more people trying to 
get to know me and date me and wife me up, I guess, as you could say, than I ever have before. It's not just the OnlyFans stigma that comes with it. It's all the other boxes that it ticks from being a creator. Gotcha. True. Uh, have you, with your experience in, in, in racing and now OnlyFans, you merging the two, uh, do you miss racing? Um, no, I don't. I don't miss the environment. It's a very toxic, um, stressful environment, especially for a female, just from how other drivers treat you, how other team members, mechanics and other teams of people treat you, even fans. Yes, the support is there and it's huge, but you know, I've had beer cans thrown at me. I've had people boo me. I've had people say everything and every name under the sun. Um, which is horrible to be in. Um, it's not enjoyable. Yes, the good times are great, but it's almost, they don't outweigh the bad, if that makes sense. It's, yeah, but, it's quite a toxic, but, constant. But, but tell me this, right? Um, and I put this picture up. Forget mm -hmm. about the fans, forget about the mechanics. Put yourself back in that car. Where? It's just mm -hmm. you in that car. And every decision it's on you, right? Mm -hmm. it's, you don't have a teammate in that car. It's just on you. you. And it's just you and that car gliding down that, that track. You got to miss that. Yeah. If it was just me racing around a track in a car with nothing else to worry about, I'd do it every weekend. <laughs> But unfortunately, it's not that easy. Right. Right. I, I, I wanted to ask you that question. I wanted to ask you that question because it, it's just a different, it's a different feeling, you know, not too yeah. many people get to experience that feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, Addictive. I, I don't say, I, I don't know if, if freedom is the right word, but it's got to have, it's got to be liberating in some sense, right? Because it's more knowing that you're pushing yourself to self to a limit that is like your absolute maximum and trying to improve yourself on a constant it is it's like a liberating really great feeling when you come back in and you reflect or you look over what you've just done on the track it's just a really it's adrenaline it's just a bit of everything and it's it's the self-improvement side which i personally like the most i loved just going and trying trying my best and improving every time i went out is like the best feeling working on yourself and trying to be the best that you can be You've left racing, but racing is still in you. I want to play a clip of you. Um, you imported a Mustang. Uh, in America, we call it a muscle car. That's considered a muscle car. So mm -hmm. even though that you're not running around the track, you still got the racing in you, right? Yeah. So let's, <laughs> yeah. So let me... <laughs> <laughs> Let me let's play this clip. I want to come back. I want to talk to you about this car. a hard car why did you choose that color um i went in to the shop and i just said i want something that no one else has what is what is that what have you got 
and he gave me a few colors and I saw at the back of the pack of all the colors, I said, what about this color? And he said, fluoro, we haven't done any car fluoro. No one's ever done a full fluoro car. So then I just said, I'm going to be the first. So I wrapped it fluoro. <laughs> I, I saw the finished product. That's hard. The, the, I mean, the color is hard, but the Mustang. Yeah, it looks good. I'm obsessed with it. It's. I'll keep that car until the day I die. I think it's just, I just love everything about it. The look, the feel. It's just, like you said, it's a muscle car. We say the same thing in Australia. It's just tough, fun, V8. We love it. Okay. You haven't got any tickets in that. Uh, and I'm sure people no. know, you know, it's not, a, it's not a car you can miss. Yeah stands out but no amazingly i have not been in trouble in this car i'm trying to be very well behaved <laughs> you've imported a dodge also do you like i mean you coming from racing i would I, I picture you being a girl that would drive like a foreign maybe a mercedes a bmw a port you, you drove porsche for 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 a while on the track mm -hmm. um why do you like american cars I don't know. I just happened to have some. Um, I used to have a Mercedes, but believe it or not, it was my dream car for so long and I bought it. And I think I love modifying cars. Clearly, um, I have heavily modified cars and the Mercedes, I just felt like I couldn't modify and I want my cars to reflect me. And one thing that I found is a lot of people couldn't believe that a young 25 year old girl owned the, the Mercedes that I had. And a lot of people would be like, whose car is that? Or is that your dad's car? Is that your mm. boyfriend's car? husband's car and I hated it I I just didn't enjoy it so I sold it and got rid of it and thought I'm just gonna get cars that are V8s they're just I can modify them and just have fun with them and just lose the stigma of people just not thinking that they're my car mm. race car driver successful only fans model what's next for you Oh, I ask myself this all the time. What's where's what's my backup going to be? Um, ba I didn't backup. I mean, what what backup? You don't need no backup. You're you are the backup, and the, I think the backup is pretty. I don't think you need a backup anymore. Yeah, I always say I'm like, I need a plan B. I need a plan B. But I'm like, why bother waiting on a plan B when my plan A is going so well? You know. <laughs> so, but I'm going to stick to plan A for a little while. I think I, I've got no rush to go to plan B. But one thing that I think that I would really love to do just purely out of passion and interest is I've just recently built a pool um, at my house that I bought and um, I would love to develop a property and, and build houses and some sort of development, whether it's design and building and selling or flipping houses. I'm not sure, but I think something along those lines over the next few years, just out of more hobby, more fun, more enjoyment, have a creative side of me that I have deep down sort of explore that side um, would be an ultimate goal in the near future. Are we talking um, when you say flipping houses and the pool, are we talking strictly australia or are we talking maybe you know in the states caribbean you know um, or just you want to do this in australia at the moment i've just looked into australia i do i have an interest in property so normally when i come to the states and i go to other countries i'm just always on like searching houses and land and how much things are worth and all that sort of stuff just purely out of interest but i would definitely love to nail a few successful builds and a few successful sales and stuff in australia first before i venture into international waters and other countries just to make sure that i know what i'm doing i guess <laughs> true uh you got a lot of land on that on that on that house of yours, you know, um, you know, 
I mean, it's, it's a lot for you, you know. Talking I, about I, the lawn. I don't know what I'm talking about there. <laughs> well, I mean, the pool is there now. Yeah, the pool's there now. The pool's so there now. Yep. How, how, many, how many dogs do you have? Um, I've got two dogs, two big dogs. Okay. What are their names? I have a German Shepherd called Bentley and a Weimarana called Levi. Mm. Okay. Well, I guess they keep you busy. Yeah. And I've got four chickens as well. So between that, we've got a little hobby farm going on. <laughs> so you got a regular, uh, uh, what do they call, what do we call that? Um, a little Whole Foods going on in your backyard. <laughs> yep. Fresh eggs every day. <laughs> I'll go for that. Now, Australia. Tell me a little bit about Australia. I know Australia. The only thing about Australia I know is Sydney. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but you guys like got you guys have beautiful beaches and there's different states to Australia. What part of Australia do you live and how far from Sydney do you live? So I'm from the Gold Coast, which is in Queensland, which is basically above um, Sydney, New South Wales. Hmm. It's Technically, you could drive, I think it's about nine, ten hours or something, I think, maybe. I would never drive it because it's too long for me, but it's it's not too far. Sydney's quite a small state, but Queensland's quite a big one, but they are next door to each other. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, listen, Renee, it was, uh, I'd love to have you back, right? You yes, know, I, I, I enjoy this conversation. You know. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you coming on and opening up with me. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're going to do other things. And whatever you, do, whatever you decide to do, I'm sure you're going to be very successful at it. But I'd love for you to come back. You know, um, there's a lot going on in Australia that you could tell us about. You know, I, I've never been to Australia. You have to come. Australia yeah, is the yeah, best. I, I hear so, so. You guys are pretty strict there. No, Australia's chill. Australia's no, a vibe. Australia's. <laughs> well, I guess. I guess, depending on where you're at, right? But you know. Yeah, I think Australia as a whole, we we generally abide by the same rules. It's not like in America where each state can be completely different. We're all pretty similar, but it's not as bad as what you think. I think I know a lot of Americans have moved to Australia and actually think Australia is way more relaxed, has a lot more freedom, and is a much more like if you have a want to have a great lifestyle it's a very good country for that true yeah well listen maybe one day i'll visit australia one day yeah. it's it's it's, <laughs> it's on the top of my bucket list things to do perfect sydney and gold coast that's it <laughs> i i will make my way down under yeah do it <laughs> renee listen it was a pleasure having you here i appreciate you coming on uh, and chat and, and chatting with me, but I can't let you leave without talking about Josh. You know, um, he was and I listen. I there's a couple models that came on, but he was very instrumental in mm -hmm. um, bringing you on. And I'm happy that we had a chance to to link and meet. You know, mm -hmm. but it, this company that you you work with, this agency that you work with, how has things been for you? Josh and his team have saved my life, basically, when my OnlyFans has just gotten out of control. I was unable to manage it anymore. I couldn't message the amount of people and the volume and meeting Josh and chatting with all of the people and the writers and people who, who help him. Mm -hmm. It's just been, 
it's been the best thing and best decision I've ever made. I have a team of people who I communicate with every day. They they read my mind basically because when I'm thinking about doing something, they'll ask me to do it. Like we just work together so well and it's just been an absolute blessing. I've never thought that I would ever get to that point, but when I finally felt that I was ready, obviously I met Josh at the right time and it just it clicked and it worked and I'm so happy that I decided to, to hand it over and get the help and support that I needed. One thing that people don't really take into account when it comes to content creating, looking at you, your OnlyFans, people may say, oh, it's just, you know, but they don't know there's a lot of work that goes into it. You have to focus more on being the talent and being more creative and someone's helping you with the infrastructure, the, the you know, um, your branding, so to speak. Um, yeah. So on the outside, people don't know that there's a there's a group of people that's working hand in hand in order to make the Renee brand really mm -hmm. work. That's it. And they they've got people telling me, you know, this you try and take this much content this week. Let's do this idea. You know, Halloween's coming up, Christmas coming up. They have right. so much guidance. So I spend less time worrying about certain things and I can focus more on doing my content and like I said, being the brand, mm -hmm. which I did lose track of completely, which is why obviously being with them has just been a godsend. What what are we gonna do with this Instagram? Um your last Instagram you had uh, I think was two hundred thousand followers or was it more? So I've had one, my main, my biggest one ever, about 750,000 and I lost that. So that's gone. Um, and the one that I've just lost recently had about 350, I think. Okay. And then you have a new Instagram, this one here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's, that's my newest one that hasn't been removed yet. <laughs> okay. And this is OnlyFans Renee Garcia, right? So they yes, can go find you. They can go find you there. But what is this? Mm -hmm. Tell me this before you go. What is it with the Instagram pages that are getting deleted constantly? What what is that about? I wish I knew. I, I don't. I don't really know. I think it's Instagram really trying to crack down and making Instagram a safe space. Um, I I just. I think it's a bit ridiculous. I know a lot of girls struggle with the same thing. I do know there's a lot of people that do do the wrong thing and deserve to lose their pages, but I feel like there's a very wide window of girls who are actually trying to do the right thing, but they get caught up and canceled and deleted because of the people who have done the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're the ones that get targeted um, purely because of what we do. And it's just easy to delete us, remove us, and then Instagram just moves on and that's just easier for them. They don't really think about the repercussions of removing like a model's page or someone's page who's making money from it, has opportunities from it. They're just happy to click delete um, and not think any further about the, the repercussions of, of lo losing someone's page. True. I'll go for that. I agree with you. But it's a, it's a problem that I think models, content creators need to be speaking on the same page when they're talking to Instagram because... Mm -hmm. Where would Instagram be without the content creators? I mean, they're yeah. they're instrumental into what the platform is today. Yep. So and there's so many do the right thing. Like my pages, you know, I've, I've done nothing but read the rules since I've lost my big, my huge page, and I try to abide by the rules as like to my best possible ability. If I'm ever in doubt about anything, I just won't post it. Like if I ever second think, oh, this could be this could be bad, I just don't post it. I don't bother. So. 
when you try so hard and you still get banned and removed, it's just extremely frustrating. And I know so, so many girls who are in the exact same page. Listen, I am on my hundred page on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like I've had multiple page deleted, but yeah, I, I, you know, I go, I used to go a little hard, you know, mm -hmm. since I've been over here at Apple, you know, I got, you know, I got, you know, I got, I got to move different. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't do what I've been doing. And, you know, so it's a whole different flex for me, but mm -hmm. the Instagram thing is just, it's just, it's just ridiculous. It just, they, I, again, I think content creators, influencers, they all need to start speaking with one voice to this Instagram. Yeah. Because I if, so. if the content creator leaves and the, and the influence, if they leave, where would Instagram be? Yeah. Exactly. And then there's just a matter of time before another app comes up. I think obviously OnlyFans has been OnlyFans, but I think that more of a social media platform where you can choose like 18 plus or you can have more control over what content you see and what content gets banned if someone's under a certain age. I think it's just a matter of time before something like that comes up um, and for everybody to just switch across or whether it's Instagram, they finally realize that they need to sort their stuff out and they finally make it easier for us to continue what we're doing without you know easier guidelines and easier rules then obviously that would be perfect and ideal and i think the way that's coming i think there's a movement that's going to happen where it will be like that in the future i think twitter um not twitter my apologies uh tiktok i, I just read somewhere tiktok is moving towards having a adult only content page mm-hmm uh I don't know what I'm, I'm, you know, listen, I haven't figured out TikTok yet. I'm still, yeah. you know, I'm still trying to figure it out, but I saw, I read somewhere that they're working on setting, uh, an adult adult for some pages where they put adult only, I guess that would have avoid the pages getting deleted. But anyway, yeah. listen, yeah. I, um, I'm not going to hold you up. I know you got things to do. It was really a pleasure having you here. Listen, I'd love for you to come back anytime you want. Anytime you want to chat, I would love to have you. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate being on. And I'll be back, hopefully, to talk about more OnlyFans successes and more racing cars and fun I stuff want, with I you. Want, yeah, listen, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. Definitely talk about the OnlyFans stuff. You know, because um, oh. I got a little freedom over here at Apple. So we'll, we'll come back. We'll talk about that. Renee. It was a pleasure. Thank you. You enjoy your evening, afternoon, wherever you're at in this world. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. You take care. Bye. Bye.